Hi, this is Maurizio from Cataclysm, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. Hello and welcome to another interview from Sonic Perspectives. My name is Samantha Buckman and today I am here with Maurizio of Cladclism to discuss the band's upcoming 14th studio album, Unconquered. Considering that this is the band's 14th studio album, the title Unconquered is certainly fitting. What really has been keeping you engaged and inspired with the band for all this time? It's a good question. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, we, we've, uh, we started this when we were in high school, a long time ago, and um, we we're teenagers, and we started this band, and we're going on our 30th anniversary, which will be uh, next year, and we just felt that the title Unconquered was, was very fitting with what's going on with the band and everything that we've been through over the last three decades. And, uh, you know, we've seen so much stuff and so many different style of music come and go fact that we still were able to um, you know stay afloat these all these years and and still be relevant and and uh reinventing ourselves like we've been doing um i think it's it's uh it's a fitting title for that you know so that that's pretty much the idea behind the title on conquered for this record you know and especially now with this crazy pandemic it kind of <laughs> makes it even more fitting you know with what's going on and so what are the main sounds and styles that listeners can expect to hear in this album? And how do they tie into that theme? Well, you know, we've upgraded our sound on this record. We went from a six string to a seven string guitar and, and four string bass to five. And it amplified the sound a lot. You know, it changed a little bit of our dynamics. Uh, this record is way more aggressive than what we've done previously. Uh, it has a, um, a really aggressive undertone, and it's also been produced by uh, Colin Richardson in the UK, which is like a legendary producer that came out of retirement to do this record for us. He really liked the demo tracks he heard. So uh, we've been lucky on that end, and um, it's just that we were very focused when we came into this record. This record was done last year and the, the end of last year. Um, and then was delivered in early this year in January, and then this whole thing happened, and we kind of got delayed in our tracks a little bit. But in the end, the message is very, very um, tough on the record. It's a very aggressive album, and uh, but it has a lot of dynamics, so it's very modern, and at the same time, it's got this like consistency for Cataclysm, you know. So you mentioned that you moved from a six string to a seven string and from a four string to a five string. How would you say this changed the dynamic of the songwriting and making music? Um, you know, it's it's it definitely changes the way you write, because when you're writing something like, uh, you know, we've been doing all these years, uh, we're used to a certain thing. And, and to go and change it like that, it changes the dynamics of this of the sound and that, you know, it, it changes uh, the way you write as well a little bit. So uh, but this is something my guitar player wanted to do. We wanted to upgrade the sound and wanted to change a few things around. You know, when, when you've been around so long, like Cataclysm, it's hard to change something and then piss off all the other people that have been following you for all these years so we had to be careful in how we maneuvered this you know so we i think we did a good job at modernizing our sound modernizing everything and then keeping things the way they they um they are as far as like the 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 core values of what cataclysm is which song would you say is like the most ambitious or the furthest away from what people would traditionally consider cataclysm to be 
I would think maybe the last song um, when it's over because it almost has like this type of you know it's 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 obviously death metal and, and real heavy and everything but it has a little bit of the stoner edge to it you know it's kind of like it's got that grooviness and and it's and um, it could almost be a stoner song but it's 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 a total death metal track so that I think that one is kind of like uh, going somewhere else and then also Icarus Falling the one that's right before with the piano playing in it um, I think that's un, uh, kind of uncharacteristic for a band like Cataclysm or our style to do stuff like that so there's a few experimental things going on on the record that are uh, very different How does your last album Meditations set up for Unconquered and what did you take from that album for this experience? Right and that's a good question because there is a, a, a big difference between both of them and, and, and the last record there's two different things like first of all obviously the, the you know it was written with a six string guitar so you'll have a more thinner more clear type of sound and all that no matter what uh, but um, on, on on meditations we worked together as a team we were four guys you know which so you had four heads getting onto the record and I think what happened is you have songs that are super strong and then songs that are pulling to a different direction a little bit on that record because when you have four people pulling and tugging in different directions you have a type of album that sometimes is not consistent across the, across the board i'm not saying i didn't like the record I, you know or anything like that i think the record did really well for us uh, meditations was a very strong cataclysm record but you could feel that there's some songs that are so far apart from others that it doesn't flow let's say as consistently as this one this one, uh, me and JF took the reins on it like we used to write back in the day. And we kind of like came back to our roots as far as the writing skill. Like if you could feel that when you press play on this record from the beginning to the end, it all kind of matches together. It all fits in one into the other. And I think that's a massive uh, importance for us um, coming onto this record. And obviously the sound difference and the way we approach this record is different. What are the main themes that tie this album together and what are the concepts that kind of back it? Well, you know, it's it's um, this record. It's it's very social based uh, album. It has a very uh, psychological psychological um, undertone to it, as far as like you know um, questioning a lot of things, and it has a very Machiavellian also approach, which is very um, it's like. It's like preparing your revenge after you get hit. You know, I, I'm the type of person I'm not going to show you my left, my right cheek. If you hit me in the left, you know, I'm, I'm going to fight back. And that's just the way I am as in my character is built like that. And um, so it kind of reflects that on, on, on the songwriting, uh, you know, lyrical content and all that. So it's very modern as far as like social uh, themes and let's say um, things that happen um, internally. It's not about politics. You know, there's nothing a politician, polit political about this record or anything like that we stay away from that um this is really more an in-depth look inside your soul you know and then like what's going on you know when you step onto the street and what happens uh in, in you know with your life so basically that's that's what the record is really on the, the undertone of it is about and with that said which of the songs do you connect to um most personally as an artist I was really aggressive when I came into this record. So I had like pretty much, a, a, it was a bit one dimensional as far as the idea behind it. You know, lyrically it was, I was very angry when I did this record. A few things happened that pissed me off a little bit. And uh, I kind of, so you know, to me, music's therapeutic. I, I use it as my as my um, release, you know. And basically, it's like 
um, I, I took it by the horns and I think a song like Focus to Destroy You, that was a song that I, I think I would attach myself to it a lot, um, uh, on this album. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just the way back home too. It's a, it's a track that, um, you know, it's like uh, you have to find your way back to where you come from sometimes and, uh, and then, you know, do the right thing into fixing the problems, you know, and then I think that's another song I relate to a lot. So, it's um it's a journey, you know, the record for me is a journey and, and it's like I think a lot of people can relate to it. When you first started writing this album, did you kind of have it set in your mind where you wanted to go either thematically or with the sound, or was that something that you worked out as you went along? Um we we obviously wanted to have something that matches the the idea of the lyrics because like as I said, it was a very aggressive type of, you know, undertaking when we came in. We were like, this is how we feel. And then my guitar player, which is the main writer, he came in with these riffs that were just like super heavy and everything just came together like a puzzle real quick. It wasn't one of those tough puzzles where you're taking forever to put together. It just came together quickly and um, it was kind of like meant to be that way. So it, it flowed right into each other. So I think the lyrics and the music go hand in hand on this one. So when did you actually start the writing and and then the recording for this album? We started last summer, 2019, around August, I believe. And then we were done by November with it. And we we were checking out mixes from the road in December, I remember. And uh, and then in February, we uh, were shooting our video for the Kill Shot, the first single. And then as soon as we were done with that, like literally a week later, the whole country got shut down. So basically, you know, we were in Atlanta when that happened and... And it's been like, uh, you know, kind of a rough ride since then. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, the whole record was already done. The title on Conquered was already done. Label wanted to push the record into 2021 and we thought it was too far and we didn't want to gamble anything. I think this is a time for people to get music. You know, this is something that people need right now. And we felt it was the right time to just release record music now and not wait uh, because to just to sell a few more records, we don't care about that. So you mentioned that you filmed the music video for the kill shot kind of right before everything started happening. So has, has there been any other plans for like production and release that didn't get to be followed through because of restrictions? Yeah, you know, basically we were supposed to get the record out and uh, it was supposed to come out originally in July. And because of it, it got postponed to October. And then they were really impressed with the record, the label, and they were like, you know what, let's not gamble this album. It's a really strong record. Let's put it out in, in, in early 2021. Uh, and we were like, that's way too far. You know, record's already going to be a year old. It was like, that doesn't make sense. And there's no reason not to release music right now. You know, even if, you know, we, you know, we couldn't, um, you know, because we can't store it in a few stores, you know, we, we, we didn't care about that. But the main focus was, the reason why it was really delayed in the first place, it was just because the shutdown uh, enabled the label to even produce CDs or vinyl. So basically we wouldn't have had any product if we would have stuck with the idea we had of releasing it in July. So basically we ended up um, putting a little forward in September, end of September to September 25th. And, um, you know, and everything's rolling as, as planned. The CDs are produced. Everything's good. So I definitely want to talk a little bit about your single, The Kill Shot. So how did you end up choosing this song to be the first single? What about it really stood out as a strong contender for that first single? 
Um, I mean, the title is awesome. I think it's like, you know, on point. And, uh, and, and, and I think the song is very complete. It's got everything going on in it. It's got a good chorus. It's got a, you know, real good go- groove oriented uh, beat in it. And it's got the extremity that Cataclysm is known for. So it has a very complete feel to it. Now, does it represent the entire record the way it is? I'm not sure it does. It does represent in, in, in the general aspect, all the elements of Cataclysm is known for. And I think that that was the right decision as far as releasing that as a first single. But there's uh, a lot of different type of, 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 you know, musical taste going on on this record and, and flavors. So it's a bit different um, from one song to another. So you really have to kind of listen to at least three or four tracks to have the idea, at least half of it to get the idea of what the record is, because it does move around a little bit. And one of the first things I notice, aside from the sound of it being very heavy and very aggressive, is how theatric the actual music video itself is. There's a Right. Very like large story attached, mm-hmm. a lot of production that went into it. So could you talk a little bit about the story in the music video and just how you actually were able to film it? Yeah. Oh, well, we, we were, uh, like I said before, in the rural area of Atlanta, and uh, we used Scott Hansen to, to do the, the, the videos, like really cool and a dude that just really knows his shit when it comes to, you know, shooting videos and stuff like that. Um, and movies, like short movies and all that. Um, the idea behind it is very open, uh, in this specific concept, you know, it's something bad happens to somebody that trusted somebody. And then in the end decides to take, you know, they, they calculate their revenge years later and then execute their, their revenge. It pretty much is very Machiavellian as far as like, uh, the concept is concerned. Now we chose that subject because it's something that's sensitive and that does exist a lot, you know, more and more people coming forward with stuff. But in the end, it's, it's, open for interpretation. If you read the lyrics, it doesn't come directly into a concept. It's something that you can attach your own personal beliefs and stories in it, you know, and then with that, you can, you know, uh, find your own way in the song, you know? So basically it's, it's, it does come from a personal space, but it is uh, open for anybody to kind of like attach their own story to it. And now speaking of the art that's attached to Unconquered, the cover art for this album includes like the beast with the heart that was found on three of your earlier album covers. So what was the decision like to bring this um, imagery back and what does it necessarily represent for both the album and the band? Um, well, you know, he was, uh, you know, the heart beast is kind of our mascot and we had him for, I think, a decade between three records. And we kind of killed him off on the album called Heaven's Venom. He disappeared for a while after that. We did some experiment, uh, experimental artwork after that, like in a couple of our albums. Um, but then we felt um, it was time, you know, right now, since we're approaching the 30th anniversary of the band, uh, the title called Unconquered, just the idea that's behind this album, it's so aggressive. We felt like this is the time to bring the inner beast back out, you know, and we thought it was a good idea to kind of make him bring him back, but in a more modernized fashion, like, you know, he's, he's really like 3d. Like if you look closely, it's like, he's almost alive, you know, and it's like, uh, we used Blake Armstrong to do the artwork. He's a great art artist that does some DC comics. And he also did uh, the last in flames record. And, uh, you know, I think he's really, really cool at what he does. So we're very happy to choose to have him on board in this record. So I guess speaking of the band's upcoming 30th anniversary, how have you, considering that there have been um, 
the lineup has been very stable for most of the band's life. So how have you seen yourselves change as artists and I guess progress over the band's lifespan? You know, that's that's one of the things that's been our strong point. You know, I have to admit for, for a long time, especially between myself and my guitar player, my bass player, of us three especially have been together for you know over 20-something years and, and, you know, me and my guitar player since the beginning. So you have that type of foundation that's very strong in the front. We've always kind of came in and out with drummers, you know, um, although Ollie's been around now for, I think, four records for us. It's it's one of those rec- those things where it's like, you know, Mary right you you're you're with somebody and then sometimes it doesn't work out sometimes it works out from the for the long haul um, but in music you spend more time with the dudes that you're uh, uh, touring with you know with your guys and your band than you do sometimes with your own family especially a band like cataclysm that you know we got signed i think i was I believe I was 18 years old or 17 years old when I got my record deal. And I mean, I mean, I haven't stopped, you know, you know, you're talking like I was 16. Yeah. And I guess, and it's, uh, you know, 30 years later, you know, it's kind of crazy to see that, you know, you're still doing this, you know, and so you spend a lot of time with these guys out there. So, you know, you have to have a good relationship between each other to be able to sustain everything, you know, that's going on because there's a lot of changes, a lot of change of mentality and all this stuff. So it's cool. You know, like uh, we have, we have a solid, solid foundation that's, that's been strong with us and the fans, I think it like that. So in a perfect world, obviously a non-pandemic world, how would you want to celebrate the band's 30th anniversary? Like what is that thing that you've been planning or kind of holding on to for that? You know, it's got to be concerts, right? So it's like we always been, it's always been our strong voice has been playing live. Cataclysm has always been a live band more than it is actually a recording band. And because uh, we translate these songs way better when we play them live. So basically that's a big, big, big hole right now that we're facing. And, um, you know, we just had our last show this year canceled um which was uh, an open air in switzerland that we had, we were headlining and that just got canceled like two days ago so basically we got nothing for this year and then we're hoping everything is everything that we have we had this year's been postponed to next year hopefully it happens but that's the focus it's it's to really go out there promote the record right you know and and hopefully we're able to do that soon what would you be looking to put on that 30th anniversary set list is there anything in particular that calls out to you uh, well, you know, there's songs that we like, we have the same problem maybe Slayer has as far as like, you know, they got to play Rain and Blood or else people throw bananas at them or something. So like we, we're going to have that type of, of situation where we got to play certain songs no matter what. But if I do something that's would be 30th anniversary and with a cataclysm headlining thing, I'd probably do something where I let the people choose the set list, you know. After all these years, at least we could let them choose everything they want and then we'll figure it out when we go there, you know. So I would do something special like that, I believe. And off of this, um, off of Unconquered, which um, which tracks do you think would translate best live? Like, which ones are you most excited about putting out there at a live show? Um, I think Underneath the Stars is going to be a big song. Um, that's going to be great live. Focus to Destroy You, another big one live. Way, way Back Home live, another one. Cut Me Down. That There's a lot of songs on this record that are kind of built for a live environment. As I said, it's an aggressive record. So if you, if you want to have some sort of an album that's really aggressive, you know, you're going to have to you know, they definitely have to be played live. So I think there's going to be a lot of songs on this record playing, being played, you know. So between putting out your 14th album and the 30th anniversary upcoming, 
And there's still no shortage on claims to the name of Cataclysm. You won the um, 2016 Juno Award with the 2015's of Ghosts and Gods. And you also got Metal Artist of the Year from the Canadian Independent Music Awards a while back. So all of that considered and just how much the band has accomplished, what would make Unconquered a success in your books? You know, it's just at this point in our career, it's just, you know, um, releasing the record, having your fans love it and appreciate it and understanding what you did and really going out there and them coming up to show up and supporting it. I, I, I don't think, you know, we won what you call like a, a, you know, this is our Grammy in Canada. You know, it's called the, it's called the Junos and it's like, we won a Grammy award pretty much for, for in our career. So that, that part is done. Uh, we've toured with, with some of the bands that we worshiped growing up, you know, and, and we've done that as well. We didn't get the chance to tour with much with, uh, with, with a band like that I would have loved to tour with, with like Pantera because, you know, they're, they're no longer around, but F Slayer we've done, we've played with Metallica as well. So we've done a lot of great stuff. Um, so it's just, it's more about challenging ourselves right now and, and doing better and better and then just going out there and, and seeing our fans. We're happy with just doing that right now. And speaking of challenging yourself as an artist, I know that Cataclysm isn't your only project. You also have your side project, XDAO. So hmm. how have you been balancing those commitments? And a while back, you were talking about, you know, more music from that side project. So what's that looking like at the moment? Uh, we were supposed to start writing something in the fall going into next year for that. And uh, obviously with this thing going on, we have a lot more time. So we're actually three quarters into uh, recording, writing the new album. So we we're, we're, we're should be done with it by September this year. And next month we should be pretty in good shape to, to have it almost all done. So it's called the 13 years of Nero. It's going to be uh, about Emperor Nero's and all this twisted stuff. And it's pretty cool. It's a very dark record and uh, the way it's shaping up to be. It's all concept. Uh, all, all the songs are concept around that, around the team. And um, so basically that's coming out. We hope uh, spring next year, early spring. So let's see how that goes. So that's cool because, you know, we're going to have a new cataclysm out. We're going to have a new X day record out. I'm also starting to work on a solo album uh, that I'm going to be doing at the end of this year. Uh, it's like an autobiographic type of record. Um, it's going to be a one-time thing. I'm going to do this record, and I think that's going to be, you know, kind of. I'm going to be busy for a while, and then I'm going to have a lot of time to support it, hopefully. So between what sounds like upcoming solo work, your side project, and obviously the very intense obligations to Cataclysm, Mm -hmm. Where do you find yourself most inspired, musically or otherwise? Well, it's it's two different. It's th actually going to be three different things. Although the solo thing will be closer to Cataclysm as far as like you know uh, lyrics are concerned, because it's going to be from a from a personal you know place. But it's going to be more detailed and more about you know really around uh, you know my upbringing and where I'm at now and everything and all the things I've been through in my life. So that's going to be very more an in-depth look. Cataclysm is more open, like I said before. I, I write it in a poetic way that it's like, you know, you could put your own ideas to it. And next day, it's just historic. So basically, it's all about the Roman Empire. So that part has a very historic type of uh, uh, feeling to it. And that that is also super engaging for me because I, I am a huge uh, uh, history buff and I love, you know, anything that's ancient Rome. So I think that 
has a passion, which is different than cataclysm, which like I said, cataclysm is more therapeutic. It's more street fighting, you know, it's two different things. But I find inspiration in all of it, you know. Have you been keeping up with any new big releases that you're looking forward to this year from other bands or any albums that have already been re- released this year that you've really found impressive? Um, yeah, I mean, there's like there's been a couple of records that got released that I liked. I liked that Mushroom Head record that came out was different, and I liked that one was cool. I'm looking forward to the uh, the Carrick Angren that came in was awesome as well. Uh, very very cool band, and uh, I'm looking forward to the Unleashed the Archers record that's coming out called Abyss. So there's a couple of really cool metal records coming out this year. Awesome. And is there any big plans for new music from Cataclysm in the future? Where do you think you're going to end up going with that? Like, what's the direction that you think you're going to be looking after Unconquered? It's going to take a direction. It's going to take a little bit more toward, like, like wherever we are with Unconquered, we're going to probably stay in that direction for a little bit. Uh, because we're feeling very comfortable with this record and uh, we like the way it sounds and we like that direction. So I think we're going to be exploring more, a little bit more into that world. Uh, you know, the, the, for when the next record will be out, who knows, but it's going to depend on pro- obviously touring. You know, if, if we're still stuck with a pandemic in two, three years, then we're definitely going to be doing a new record. We just can't stay without doing anything, you know, so, um, we'll see how, how the world goes, you know. Yeah. Well, no one knows, right? <laughs> Right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time and insights. I'm really looking forward to the album's release. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this with me. Sure thing. Take care. Ciao. You just heard an interview with Maurizio from Cataclysm. For more interviews like this one and much more, make sure to follow Sonic Perspectives on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To close out today, we will be playing the first single from Unconquered. This is The Kill Shot. 